It's Rob Bell here, and we have our brand new show. It's Business Spotlight. And for our very first guest, we have a very special guest. She's a fantastic artist. Her name is uh, Trisha Virgis. Virgis, is that how you yeah, pronounce the it's name? Yes, soft G. Yes, exactly. And the irony is that uh, that Trish used to uh, be right here in the studio. You right? You had your. I was a painter in this studio. This is a while ago because we got here in I think two thousand nine. And uh, Robert Beck was here, wasn't he, in this building before? Yeah, he had that side, and I had this side. And it's a great creative space. It is. It's a beautiful space. Do you like what I did with it? Well, it looks a lot different than when I was here, that's for sure. Yeah, we built this whole green screen studio over here. We, we have a wall up here, and uh, you're sitting at this big old table for the radio have, station. And you have interesting things like air conditioning. And we have air conditioning. You didn't have air conditioning <laughs> no. back in the day? Wow. This building's been here since 1800, so. It's the Masonic Lodge, right? Yes, it's the Masonic Lodge. That's true. That's true. So um, so where are you located now? I'm, on, I'm in Lambertville, New Jersey, and I'm in the south end of town in the Laceworks Complex. The Laceworks Complex. Okay, that's really nice. That's oh, a nice wonderful. area. And uh, and you basically you are an artist. I, I can't tell how old you are. You look pretty young to me. How long well, have you I'm been? I'm 29 holding, but I was born in 1962. <laughs> and when did you decide to become an artist? I had no choice. God made me that way. Okay, so you like me? I was drawing when I was like a little kid. I knew nothing else. Yeah, uh-huh. but but most people don't decide to take that all the way into profession. Well, that's interesting because I tried not to. And when I graduated college with an economics degree from a wonderful school, uh, I just had to start being an artist as soon as I got done. So, so what was your first medium? Did you go dive right into oil? I mean, that's... Well, I did. As a child, I did. Because um, uh, there was a moldy old art box in the closet next to Monopoly and um, Shoots and Ladders in the game closet. But every time you open the game closet, I could smell the oil paint. My nephews say it smells like Cheerios. <laughs> and it did to me. It was a happy smell. Nice. So I just started painting in oils as probably six years old. Wow. Wow. You know, it's amazing because little children, sometimes they're amazingly talented. and They don't even know what the heck they're doing. I mean, it's like God's moving their hand. Correct. You agree with that? I agree 100%. But then when we get a little bit older, we need some training. And I understand that you teach people how to paint. I teach children, uh, uh, youth, teen, adults, but the, the, the really young ones are fearless. I believe it. Um, well, let's talk about, uh, so your business is in the Lace Works, and uh, it's named after you, right? Yeah, I branded myself. Trisha Virgis, V-E-R-G-I-S. Mm-hmm. And is it Trisha Virgis dot? Com, is it? It's TrishaVergesGallery.com. Okay, okay. And I was looking at your, your site right before we started the show. First of all, some really beautiful artwork there. Thank you. And it's a really cool-looking website. Thank you. And, um, you know, of course, it makes sense that you, you do framing for other people who paint, right? Well, because you have to – your paintings really don't support you. You have to do other things. So the framing, the teaching, and being an all-around creative person, your paintings sell because you do all those other things. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I saw a lot of still lifes. I remember seeing some chair paintings and some fruit. Uh, do you do you basically stick to that, or do you abstract, do you abstract well, art as well? Well, I do abstract art. I paint from memory, and I paint from, if I have the time, I go outside, which is one of my favorite things. But I do not work from photographs ever. Okay, because some people do do that. And it's perfectly fine. But yeah. because I have to be in the shop so much, I don't get a lot of outside time. But when I do get outside, I love painting uh, imaginary history. If I go to somewhere and I can see that there's a development now, but one little barn, I could paint all the trees around it and get rid of the development. That's really cool. You could just, in your mind, you could just eliminate that part. Correct. Wow, that's pretty cool. That might come in handy if someone wants you to paint their house or something like that. It works. I can move. I can move buildings and trees magically because wow. because I can. I you have because I don't work from a photograph and I'm not stuck to a composition of a photograph. It works very well that way for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we go to your website, do you have like classes listed for yes. different ages and how does that work? Well, um, I have to teach a lot, and I enjoy teaching a lot. And my new favorite thing is um, my youth classes. Um, I've been teaching adults because I was comfortable there for a long time. But now that I've brought um, children and teens in, um, yeah, go to my website, and uh, they're amazing. And And I teach them the same lessons that I teach adults. It's the same ABC. Now, how do you how do you hold kids' enthusiasm, or is that is that not a problem? Oh, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah, that's easy. Kids love it. They they're great. They like to get all messy. If they, well, they concentrate and they get quiet and they get into their own little orb, uh, and then they come out and they bubble right back up and they say thank you, Miss Trish, and they walk out the door. Do you teach them how to um, create the canvas? I remember when I was in college, we used to create our own canvases and you know start from scratch. With, with the everything. with the with the younger than teens, I teach them how to just come in and get shape, color, form. They they start learning. Uh, one of my nephews today said, "Is your favorite thing warmer, cool colors?" He's nine. Okay, so you have to explain that to me. Well, warm is like browns and reds. Warm are like the fiery colors, like red, orange, and yellow. And cool is like green, blue, maybe violet, purple. Um, but the kids are so easy about it. They just jump right in. They're actually, nothing against the grown-ups. the kids are easier to teach. Probably have an open mind, right? They're completely, they, they believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, and let's say, how long have you had your workshop? Um, your uh, your studio and your well, I your started current lifestyle. I, I, Nineteen eighty three. I opened my first business. Okay, and you love Lambertville. You always grew up here, or what's your background on Lambertville? Um, I, 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 Lambertville is a great place because there's so many creative people. Uh, but I'm a Bucks County brat. <laughs> okay, okay. And I was in Frenchtown for 23 years. Oh, I love my Frenchtown. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. It is. Uh, and Lambertville is just a city where there's more action. Yeah, there's definitely some more action going on. Um, well, at least you gave, me, you gave me a couple of questions. It's written by your, your nephew? Yes. Okay, well, what's a <laughs> shout-out to your nephew? What's his name? William Burgess. William Burgess. Well, let's see. He, he thought the number one thing to ask you was, when did you know you were going to dedicate your life to creativity? And he asked me that, and I said, I think it was kindergarten. I was in the Gray Nun Academy in in Yardley, and so many, we only had 12 kids in our class, but most of us came out as artists. Wow, that's that's really unusual. Yeah. And the nuns did a great job. They were so lovely. 
And okay, nuns. And uh, you wouldn't think that the nuns would generate uh, creative. You know what I mean? You see, like the movies with them slapping uh, people's no. hands with the rulers no, 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 and all no. that stuff. That's just movies. They, the they movie. loved us. Not like us. that in real they, life. They loved us, and okay. they still do. Beautiful, beautiful. Shout out to them. And uh, where do you think your creative creativity came from? It, it had to come from my grandfather was uh, George James Virgis. When he came through Ellis Island, they cut his name down to Virgis, but he was Virgitakasis, a Greek. Okay. And I look Irish because the Irish genes took over, but all of my Greek heritage, heritage and all my Greek relatives were highly creative. So I got it from, besides Jesus Christ, um, I got it from the Greek side of my family. And that was the side that encouraged you the most? Oh, yes. They said, go for it. Absolutely. Don't, don't do be what, a doctor. Do, do, do what you love. <laughs> um, and what is your approach to art? My approach to work is um, I keep it fresh. I don't work from photographs. I try not to mimic anything I see. In fact, when I go to museums, my eyes are half closed. Uh, and then when I see something, yesterday I saw a baby shoe in the barn tacked to a nail. And I said, there's my next painting. It's, it's, but that it's, was a photograph? No, it was okay. a real baby shoe. Oh, it was, okay. It was just a, In a, a barn. A slice of life. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't wait to paint it. Wow. So you're going to go back and do that or just Absolutely. out of memory? Absolutely. Do you use memory a lot or do you need I to try to use memory. Memory work is hard. But there was this artist. His name was Pere Lacoe Babatro in 1842. He happened to be the teacher of um, Auguste Rodin and Edward Degas and a few others. Um, not to name drop. But um, he taught memory work because he was deathly afraid of the photograph reproductions. Mm. And I was lucky enough to read the books by him. And he's my biggest teacher. Well, your stuff has got, a, has got a certain sense of realism to it, though, especially the, um, when I was looking at the, um, the chairs. Yeah. They went from, you know, you know, just kind of impressionist all the way to kind of a realistic. Almost illustrative. Illustrative, yeah. yeah. So you kind of run the gambit with that. And that chair happens to be a chair that my friend has that his deceased grandmother used to cut his hair in. And when I saw the chair, I just saw the magic in the chair. It's beautiful. So chair. why not paint it? It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> now, how long does it take you to create a, a, a you know, a painting that you're satisfied um, with? A lifetime and... A day or two. Are you one of those people that you can't look at it like and not make changes like even a year later or five no, years later? No, if it doesn't work that day, I, I, it's in the garbage. Oh, it's okay. Okay. It either is or is it, and that's it. Because I think it was uh, Mark Twain was famous for that. Every time he looked at something he wrote, he tweaked it. Even if he wrote it like five, ten years ago, he's like, oh, I could say the sentence better no, than this. I, no. <laughs> he used uh, to drive the publishers crazy. No, I, I'm, I'm like, you get it or you is or you ain't. Do you know Mike Mann? By the way, he's a good friend of the station. Yeah. He's always out here, you know, painting. I would describe his work as a kind of primitive. I mean, I don't know exactly what that means, but it's not, like, completely realistic. It's got a feel to it. It's got a, the best a, thing a about, life to it. The best thing I think that Mike Mann is in his artwork, and, of course, anybody around here sees him every day, he's painting history. Yes, he's recording. He's recording exactly what it was like at that moment in time. And that's hard to do, and he... I don't know that he works from photographs at all. I think he stands there and just does it. I've never seen him work from a photograph. Yeah, and I, he's one of our local heroes, I think. And it is like folk art. Yeah, exactly. Is that is primitive the right word? 
primitive or yeah or outsider maybe yeah. but it's finer than outsider he's but i was in a house yesterday and there was three of his pieces and i was like wow yeah but you know he's very distinctive as i imagine your work is as well i mean you, well, you can tell it's a mike man well and and you say distinctive but in the art world it's called finding your voice okay he found his voice which yeah. is really really hard to do because so many people mimic mm-hmm. mike man found his voice mm-hmm and I'm do, proud of him. Oh, I, I think he's great. He, like I say, he's a good friend of the station. He's on the radio quite often. Nice. Supports us, and we love him. Um, but he's always outside. Do you, are you always outside? Are you one of those people that's standing out there with an easel uh, painting the well, landscape? Well, when I, when I paint landscape or buildings, in fact, that's interesting because my nephew asked me that today. Why do you paint so many barns? If I'm painting, I'm outside. If I'm inside, it's from memory. You, you, you have to for for he, that's called direct painting. Okay. And Mike Mann is a direct painter. Right. Um, but yeah, if I want to paint a landscape, I go stand in the cemetery and look down on Lambertville to this beautiful, beautiful city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. Do you work on commission? I mean, if someone says I'd like oh, you to I do only something, wish. Or the... <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Well, maybe somebody be listening to the show and they'll decide to hire you. I, th- I think that the thing that I would like to bring to the public at large, as far as the art world goes, um, is that people go to museums and spend a lot of money and they donate to these big, complicated things. If you can even consider a cherished little gift from a local artist, it goes a really long way because we live off it. I haven't. No other way to say it, but support your local artist. It is, and I guess I guess probably a lot of people are, are, are kind of afraid about you know who's going to do a good job because it's on commission. They don't know what it's going to look like until it's finished. Well, that's interesting because they'll carry a two thousand dollar handbag. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so what do you want? Yeah, you want art, or do you want what's absolutely appropriate if somebody looks at you? Right. So I, I think I, w- I would. Well, I like fancy handbags myself too. <laughs> But I think the art world um, needs a little uh, vitamin A. Yeah, and obviously you can see the you can see the kind of work. Do Do you ever have people that say I, this painting's got a feeling that I'd like you to try to reproduce? You know, with for something for me. No, usually people say I like it or I don't. Okay. I, people aren't finicky if they really buy art. Okay. They just say yes or no. Mm-hmm. It's the in betweeny people that get finicky, and they don't buy art. The in-betweeny people. The in-betweenies. How, is that like the majority of the population? <laughs> How many in-betweenies well, yes, are there? Well, yes, and it's not, it's not a negative thing. It's just that because art is not a necessity. For them. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, it's atriciavergisgallery.com. Yes. And the phone number? Do you have a phone number? Do you have a phone number on this? I, I, d- it, let me see. It's better because I'm not good at the phone. So, yeah, you rather people email you? or Yeah, just go to the website and drop me a line. And the one thing I want to promote the most, if we could talk about it. Absolutely. We're not could... done yet. I just want to mention you a couple of times because I want people to go to the, maybe well, while they're even listening to the show, they should go to TrishaVergesGallery.com and, and take the, a look. And really the neatest thing that's happening is the youth. I've had, I had triplets that were seven years old and their brother that's eight. They did more art and their time frame than the adults do. That's feeding the fire of the next generation. That's my goal now, because I taught adults for years, which I love too. I'm not trying to take that away. Right. It's the youth, the youth, the youth, and they need it. 
to expand their minds. It's a it's a wiggly wiggly world right now. Why not be distracted by something great like cadmium yellow and ultramarine blue and a little burnt sienna? Absolutely. Now you're saying you're saying that they work faster than adults. Way. Which is not necessarily an important thing, right? I mean the speed is not as important as no, you know, that I, you enjoy I, it and that you, you make a statement. I don't think it's the speed. I think because they're so uninhibited, they just, in the same time frame, they just crank it out. And it's children from all different walks of life. Yeah. Uh, we have athletes. We have theater kids. We have special need kids. When they come in, they just sit down. You, they're all the same when they're in front of an easel. And you're talking about kids pre-pubescent, I'm guessing. I had, I have... Because, um, you know, fear starts to kick in when you become well, an the adult. Well, teen- I think the teenagers find solace there. The little kids are just, like, happy. Right. Uh, the teenagers know it's a safe house once they're in the studio. Okay. They can just do their own thing. They play their own music. They ask me to play their music. And I type it into the computer. We get Pandora Radio up. Very good. Whether it's, And I'm surprised. We had kids this year that wanted show tunes because they're into theater. Okay. Yeah. Now, would the type of music influence the kind of art that you, that you produce? Well, I think the, a lot of times um, I think music kind of distracts you from the outside world and it helps you zone in. And, and with children, it's absolutely true. And with the grown-ups, we have a little more distraction because we kind of like being social. We talk to the other painter. Right. Kids don't do that. They Zoom right in. Of course, there's a big trend to have uh, wine while you're No, we don't art. do that. Oh, I know, I know. I'm yeah. just saying I'm contrasting it to what you're doing. Yeah. This is like a big thing, which is more of a social thing. They bring food. They drink wine. They talk to each other. And they have um, – I've done videos promoting this kind of work where – they have someone who paints it, and then everybody kind of tries to imitate that. And I think that's great because people are getting their hands into painting or into creativity. Uh, I think it's terrific. But really, when you're working, when you're really painting, uh, you kind of are lucky if you have a good breakfast and you have a little energy, and that gets you through the next three hours. We don't use distractions. Mm-hmm. Now, our openings that are parties, like the one that's coming up, in right after Thanksgiving, I think it's November 26th, we're doing food for thought. And I'm combining with Deanna's restaurant here in Lantville, New Jersey, which is high Italian food. Fantastic place. Love, love, love. We have a show called Food for Thought on the radio station. <laughs> oh, I copied you and I didn't even know it. Uh, but they're making desserts and food and I'm painting it. And what we're going to do is we're going to sell these paintings and the proceeds are going to the New Jersey Animal Alliance. Okay, very and it's, nice. it's it's outstanding. Yeah, because food, art, animals, perfect. <laughs> it's yep. already working. We haven't even started. Like I'm painting the paintings. I have 20 paintings now, and hopefully by the show in November I can have a bunch more. So do you have other animal paintings? Excuse me. Do you do paintings of animals? Well, yes, I do. Uh-huh. I would think that you could get uh, people would like to hire you for that. People love their animals, right? And they want to but have I don't, I them don't, immortalized in a painting. Yeah, but I don't like commissions that way. I like sitting out in a field and watching the dog run by or the cow go by or the hummingbird fly by. Right. And I do more uh, metaphysical. They're, they're representational paintings, mm-hmm. but they're met- metaphysical. They're not portraits. Right. So some people say, can you do a portrait of my animal? And I'm like, sure. I'll send you a picture. I'm like, no. Can your animal <laughs> hang out with me for half a day? Because there's a way animals 
Yes. Then you get the personality of the animal. And, Zap. You got it. Yeah. And yeah. it could be uh, animal of any sort could relate. If you love cats, that same gesture is every cat in the world, not yeah. just your cat. And then you just like observe like a cat. Would you observe it oh, for yeah. a while and see what it, what it, if it licks its feet a lot or, you know, you figure out what the characteristics are? Yeah, and I put my finger and I see if they'll like let me rub their little noses. Mm. I go up to the cows and I go, move it. that's great Um, but you got a lot more questions here I don't know if I can get to all of them Um, what's your favorite color and shape okay that's funny because my youngest nephew asked me that my favorite color is pink okay because um, it's a happy color and I took it from the New Jersey um, singer that came out of Doylestown called pink and I love pink yes she's great Yeah, but I like what she said we're all pink inside there you go. Yeah. So that gets rid of all uh, barriers that are on the outside of our skin. And mm-hmm. I do believe pink's the great. My favorite shape is a triangle. How come? Just, just that's the way it is? Um, I feel safe with a triangle. So like the Egyptian? You feel good I with the Egyptian? Like, uh, like it's such a strong shape. Pyramids? Anything. Like, love a, the pyramids? like you can't break an equilateral triangle if you jumped on it. Do you paint your feelings? I do. Even though if it's an apple or a cow, you can see it in my breaststrokes. Like if I'm in a really calm mood, everything is smooth. If I'm tired or maybe a little aggressive or unfortunately harbor a little anger, the breaststrokes get wild. Hmm. And that's like the Fovis, like Vincent Van Gogh. And other times they come so smooth, like a Winslow Homer. It's the same person painting, but I can tell when I look at my paintings how I was feeling afterwards, not during. You can tell, but can other people tell? Oh, so? yeah. Did people also get they the go, feel? They go, did you paint that? Were you angry when you did that? Well, <laughs> at least my anger comes out in my paintings, but, there, but, but it's emotion. I won't yeah. call it anger. I'll okay. just call it passion. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're, they're, it's a different day, a different mood. Do you know uh, Ramon uh, Robolo, by the way? Excuse me? Uh, this guy around, around the corner named Ramon Robolo, who paints a lot of stuff, too. He's, no, I he's don't. right on my street. You ought to check him out. Um, but he, he, he has very big you know, brush strokes like you. He lives for, for painting, oil paintings. Um, do you have favorite brushes and paints? Yes. Okay. And it changes all the time, so don't hold me to this. Okay. But because I was a sculptor before I was a painter, my favorite brushes are usually square, chisel-shaped brushes. And my favorite paints, because they're archival, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to last for the next 500 years, are completely gambling paints, Vasari paints, and Old Holland. And anybody in the art world that uses pigment will know what that is. Because when you use the subservient paints, they bleach out when you hang it on your walls. So people pay a lot of money for art that will bleach out with sunlight. These oh. will te- pass the test of time. And you only pay another couple dollars, man, maybe $20 a tube extra. But okay. they're really archival. And it's amazing how they work. They're so strong. I had a, uh, a, a, when I was in high school, I had an art teacher who made his own paints. Oh. Yeah, he made his own paints. It was amazing. But you can buy pure pigment. 
and just add your. I don't know how he did it, but he, you know, he showed me. I, I did a video of him when I was got older, watching him create. But the, the, paints. the powdered pigments are still sold by all these companies because yeah. some people do like to do that. Yeah, I mean, he, like I said before, he, you know, when I was asking you about you making frames, he made everything. He went down to the junkyard and got the wood, and, and you know, he made the frames, and he. How made, did he get this much time? Did he ever sleep? No. <laughs> no, he was like you. He was an artist. He he breathed art. Yeah, and uh, he had a lot. He God had a bless. Uh, what is your advice to other artists and art lovers? Okay, my advice to other artists is what I say, um, and I'm going to steal it right from Sir Winston Churchill. Never, ever, ever give up. Okay, that's a good point. I'm serious. If you know it's in your heart and that's who you are, don't give up. My advice to people that like art. Don't be afraid to support your local artists. And I'm serious because it costs so much money to make a piece of art, to put overhead, to, to get air conditioning. Even if you're in an art place and you just buy a greeting card, that will buy that artist half a lunch. I think people that love art give a tremendous amount of support to the great museums. Uh, even the Michener Art Museum here in Doylestown, which we're blessed to have, mm-hmm. But they chasse in and out of the local studios like we're a dime a dozen. Support your local artist. Great gifts at the holidays. Most artists have paintings that are under $100, up to $3,000. In this town, people I know, artists are a dime a dozen. I get that. Don't be afraid to buy your special loved one a small painting. It'll last forever. Yeah, that's great. That's a great segue into uh, where you can buy those paintings, which is TrishaVergesGallery.com. Thank you so much for coming in, for being our first guest on the Business Profile. I got goosebumps on my chicken skin. I'm so happy. (laughs) Well, it's really great meeting you and and having you into the studio today. Thank you. And I'm going to play the theme music now. God bless. And, um, you know, once again, it's a pleasure. I'm going to have to drop by and check you out over at the, uh, what's the name of that place again? Trisha Verges Gallery down at the Laceworks, South Lamerville. Right on 29, right? South Lamerville. You got parking right there and Tons. Yeah. Have to come there and check it out. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And stay tuned. We're going to have another fantastic business profile right after these messages.